Yo, movie nerds, welcome to What They Should've Done. What They Should've Done. The best ideas by the worst people. I just got an amazing idea. A podcast where we deconstruct films and say what filmmakers could've done to make films just that much better. Now, here's your host, Raymond Strife, Sarah Casey, and Tony G. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the internet, welcome to another exciting episode of What They Should Have Done. I'm your tallest host, Tony G. I don't know if you're taller than me, and I'm Raymond Strife. No one is taller than me, and I'm Sarah Casey. (laughs) All right, we're off to a great start, and this week we watch ever exciting The Outsiders. Plural? We did. It was not that movie. No. (laughs) I wish it was. The Outsider. Pony boy. Stay golden, pony boy. Need a haircut greaser. (laughs) Read my lips. No new taxes. (laughs) I did not have sexual intercourse with that woman. (laughs) Grab him by the pussy. I don't know. Oh, my God. The Hall of Presidents. Okay, Goggles, tell us about your film. All right, so this is a movie that I chose because everyone said it was so bad. Uh, it's about a white American soldier after WW2 who becomes a Yakuza. I mean, that's basically the story. Yep. And if you've ever seen a gangster movie before you ever saw this movie, you've seen this movie. And you've seen it done a thousand times better. What do you think? What do you think, Sarah? Um, I think this movie was very long. I think this movie, I liked the premise because, I mean, we've done mobster and gangster movies in this before, in this podcast. So we, I mean, we've seen them. We like some of them. This one was just done stupidly. <laughs> I think it could have done. It could have been better. It had some moments, but those moments were like so few and far between. Uh, I got to tell you guys, I have two two big complaints, and otherwise, I loved this movie. Wait, loved? I loved it. I was like on the edge of my seat. Really, the whole movie. Yeah, I think. I'm a sucker for a tough guy movie, man. I well, I had the, I get the adrenaline, like I'm there. Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. But that was one of my complaints. Was like I feel Jared Leto didn't give off. I, I, I couldn't believe him in the role. Really, he had a lot I of dead he, eye moments. For for him, normally I'm 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 not like against Jared Leto. I like some stuff he's done. I think he was pretty good in this because he played it so so weird and so silent. Which is fine. That's an okay choice, but I think he did it wrong. Like, for this, the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking of, like, only God forgives. Right. I, I th- that, that did cross my mind. I was like, Jared Leto wants this to be his only God forgives, which I don't know why he would. That, that movie is, like, panned across the board except for, like, us. Yeah, but it's such a great fucking it's movie. Fucking movie rules. Um I think that is kind of what he was going for here, but I think his like dead eyed silence shit, like for me, I was like, Oh shit, this dude is crazy. And like, that's what I was taking away from it the whole time. 
Yeah, but what the problem with that is, and I understand. I mean, I'm glad you. What I would, what I would have liked to see is because he's in jail, right? So the movie starts where he's in jail, and which is pretty cool. It's it's pretty cool setup and stuff like that. And then the the opening credits to the uh, Netflix series. Oh my god! I was going to ask you how you felt about that. I was like, why is this like it's the pilot for a TV show? Yeah, dude. I was watching. I'm like, oh my god, is this a is it a, is it a show? Am I going to be sitting here for like five hours? They like showed people's faces with their names in the credits. Yeah, it was so fucking like. It was like Hercules. It was like Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, or just like any stupid Netflix show. What I would have liked, with the, my, that's my first what they should have done, is once all this stuff happens, he's standing in line in the jail, right? That's when the credits should have rolled over top of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of see that's my first decision. Then we kind of see him because it all ties into what I'm saying later. We see him go from like because he starts off kind of like a weak, kind of scared guy, in my opinion. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem tough, he doesn't seem crazy. He just seems like a guy in jail. He seems like a nice guy. You know what I mean? Who cares? He stops the guy from killing himself. Then he helps the guy fake kill himself. Yeah. So if they showed the credits start there. And we kind of slowly watch him become what he's supposed to be. Like watch jail change him. You well, know I think I, mean? I think the first time the guy they killed they tried to kill the guy. The other guys tried to kill the guy. Yeah, but if he was psycho and shit, what the fuck does he care? Like in the rest, right, of the, right, he the saves the guy's the movie, life, and you're like, why? Yeah. The rest of the movie, he's not a guy who would give two shits if someone died. Yeah, I, I will say that now that you're saying it, I do agree with the juxtaposition. It was like, he's almost like a normal guy in jail. Right. And then when he gets out of jail, he's like a fucking Jack the Ripper. He's just like a psycho. Yeah, it's like in jail, they asked him to play the Joker and they came out ready to do it. Seen <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more. I even have what they should have done that would change the whole movie, but I would have liked to see a little bit more of him in jail become the guy that we see in the beginning he's like okay this is gonna be some guy and slowly become the guy that he leaves jail as and to see him like become tougher and become again when this starts we don't know anything about the guy well i kind of liked the mystery too though like i almost was like upset when they filled in his backstory a little more i was like oh that'd be cool to just have a movie where it's like fuck it there's this white dude was in prison you don't know why yeah, that when there's nothing else much going on. But, uh... So what were your two things? So first of all, you said the credits suck, and I wish they showed a little bit more. Of my two things, my big thing is, like, it's a it's like a white savior movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's almost not because he's kind of, like, low-level criminal, and he's crazy. So I was like, oh, that's how they're going to get away with this. It's like, he's not really a hero, bro. But then, you know, by the end, he kind of is like the best dude there. And that's that, you know, people are sick of that. You don't need the fucking white guy to win. There's plenty of Japanese guys who could have just done a good job. Yeah, tell that to my grandfather when he was in WW2. Did you? Did he uh, commit war crimes and then stay and join the Yakuza? No, but he had a whole box of teeth he would never tell me about. <laughs> he had a bunch of my fingertips. Yeah, a bunch of fingertips and ears. My that my thing is like white savior movie. I mean, it's not it's the it's over. I mean, it was two years ago and this was made, but we're kind of the culture's kind of over it. And uh, I, I don't think like there's no place for stories like this ever. But 
I, I get why people are mad about it. That being said, then I felt bad for enjoying it. Because the whole time I'm like, yeah, fuck shit up because I'm a shitty white dude. And I see another shitty white guy on screen. And I'm like, I relate to that guy. What if I was in prison? I would have just died the first day. Yeah, but, but I, uh, I don't think the movie did a white savior thing till the end. I think the most of it they're complaining about that. He, what, what do they call white people? Gaijin. Gaijins? Gaijin, yeah. Gaijins. So I think for most of the movie, he's, you know what I mean. They bash him enough and let him know he's nothing. Which what they should have done is done a little bit more. You know, what I mean, I yeah, but they like they do that in white savior movies. You know, all it takes is the the love interest and the one guy who loves him like a brother, and everyone else is against him, and then it's like, oh, the white guy's oppressed, right, for right. being white. You know, um, my only other complaint really was when now we're jumping ahead. Do you guys mind? No. If I jump ahead a little. After when the the guy they attack the the yakuza boss in the bathroom, and they get him in the car, the guys walk up to shoot everyone in the car, and they only shoot the guy driving. They ducked. Because they, they ducked. So what? Yeah. The guy he's he's right next to the car. He didn't see. He can't him, see him ducking. ducked in the. That that's what I kind of thought they pulled off there, but I was like, man, you could have done anything here to well, make this more realistic. There's two things they could do. They could have had the guys run up, shoot, and run away, so they don't know. You know what I mean? They tried to get in out quickly, right? Or what I thought is like Jared Leto, maybe got hit in the back or something. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Like maybe one uh, an inconsequential bullet wound to the shoulder or something, right? Would have. And the other guy does get hit. You know what I mean? The the ball, right? But not that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like that. Any of that would have taken care of that for me, because because. Overall, like all complaints aside, this movie is for the most part like like my suspension of disbelief was fulfilled. Like nobody, nobody was doing something so outlandish. Uh, I was like buying it. I was buying the characters and their motivations. And then when someone gets hurt, they get hurt. And that scene was like, I was like, come on, man, that's fucking crazy that they wouldn't see the guys in the back. So that took me out of it for a second. That was almost like a whole si- a sinker for the whole movie for me for a second. Yeah, I mean, by that point, there was already so much stuff that I was like, oh, give me a break. That, And it was more stuff for me that like I knew was going to happen. Like the second he goes to that bar when he first gets there and their lady offers him a beer, I'm like, that's going to be his love interest in the movie. Yeah, but that happens all the time. I know, but listen, I'm telling you, then we see her dancing in the bar, dancing in the other place, and the guy gets up to go after her. I'm like, oh, that's going to be either, I'm like, that's going to be his sister or somebody he's into. And, and as soon as he's like, my sister, I'm like, oh, they're going to get together now, definitely. It's going to be like a Scarface thing. Right. But and didn't then, you like the way they handled that, though? No, the I guy- didn't. I hated it because it made such a big deal about it. like, don't go near my sister. I'll do Don't go near my sister. Don't go near my sister. I will fucking kill you if you go near my sister. Hey, you just my sister. I'll kill you. That's not what he said. Yes, he was he like, he was like really calm about it. He was like, you're in the Yakuza. I wanted her out of this life. You cannot date my sister because you're in the Yakuza now. We're brothers. We have to look out for my sister. He was like so calm and collected about it. Yeah. That, but- that dude's that character was actually really awesome. But it's still, but, but then why even, first of all, I don't even think the sister was needed in the movie other than for someone for Jared Leto to bang. Like her, her role is totally pointless. Well, then it, it, and then it shows why the other guy's even more of a traitor. 
Right. Oh, yeah. so Koro or whatever. I even say you can't date my sister just so you can have the scene where he gives him the samurai sword. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, at least if he went, he's like, oh, you fucker, you fuck. I told you not to mess with my sister. I told you. However you want to say it. Like, it's against family, blah, blah. Some kind of conflict there. He was like, yo, I banged your sister and you have a kid. Okay, sit down. Here's a sword. She's yours now. He you should know have cut I mean? off one of his fingertips. Cut, you're cut. No, what was that last part? He didn't cut his fingertips off after that. No, he should have. Oh, right. Yeah. Goggles, I lost you on that whole last part. Sir. I can't. I can't hear you guys. Is it just me? I uh, I stopped talking because I was waiting for Anthony to finish the thing to repeat what he said. <laughs> cut off for you. Go ahead, Sarah. Anthony wants to hear what you were saying. Oh, I, I, when he told the his brother that he was got his sister pregnant, he should have cut off one of his fingertips. I don't, I think, but that guy was very forgiving about it. I don't think it was that, I, I think it was good that that guy would like set his piece, but then was like so reasonable. I, I really liked that character. I, yeah. I think it reads w with the character. He was trying to avoid the bad thing, but he loved everybody. So when, once he was confronted with the bad thing, he was like, okay, well, what's your, what, what's your intent here? You're going to leave her with a baby? No. All right. Well, you're, she's pregnant now. You have to take care of her. Yeah, and then Jared let us all pissed off because he's like, oh, I could definitely get out of this. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I oh, have I have a oh. lot of issues from that point until the end of the movie because I feel like uh, Jared Leto's character throughout the movie up until that point was relatively shitty. He was kind of a sh like, I mean, he's not the greatest guy. He does like he kind of just does whatever he wants. He was told not to fuck the sister. He went ahead and fucked the sister. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't you he, don't really know his motivations he, yet. He was not the most ethical person, and then at the end of that movie, he's he even like leaves the window open like like the are you, so you're the kind of guy who's gonna just like get get my sister pregnant and leave. He's like, I don't know, maybe. Right, because he's like, but I mean, for me, he was torn on like dishonoring this dude he cared about so much. So like, yeah, he's still shitty for saying that. I, yeah. I uh. I get what you're saying, though. They could have shown him develop a more of a respect for their culture, because he just does like a 180 switch where he, now he's now he's all in. I would have well, liked that... it better if at the end of the movie that whole scene was gone. He just like kills the traitor dude and mercs. No, he shouldn't even got murked. He should got killed. He should have gotten. I mean, that's number one. Probably should have just died. Number two. I definitely shouldn't have gone back to that room where his fuck where the sister was holed up with the rest of the fucking yakuza people but that's why he called them that's who he called to do it he was like protect her while i go finish this but they don't they just didn't show us who was on the other side of that call she understands that she's just saying that whole scene shouldn't have been there i don't like it, it it's completely what? out of character for jared leto's character i go think ahead. from from the moment where he cuts his fingers off on it, that it is, does make sense for his motivation, but I do I do agree with you that they could have shown us his love for them a little more. Like, I mean, I, he he does always he is the first dude to stand up for somebody in the gang, even though they, they talk shit to him. But they could have showed us like why, like well, why does he care so much? That's what like one of my what they should have done would have been is in every gangster movie or whatever or any movie in general. When you have a character who's the one you're supposed to relate to who brings you into this world, 
they step, they bring you through it. You know what I mean? Like right. there's no point in this where we really learned how he got into this group, what the Akuza is, how things work there. Well, you know he, I mean? like, the, the way he, the way he get his door in is saving that dude's life twice in jail. Yeah, but they don't know that because remember they're like, tell me he owes you something. No, right, right. They don't know that, but but that was his his gateway was through him, and then I understand through- that part, Ray. But I mean, okay, we know that, but in between him th- going to the what I'm saying is a little bit to see how he begins to learn. We never see how he learns that the acoustic. He shows up. They say right. guy. He says okay, and now he's in. We yeah, never- I. I- I agree that they could have showed it more. They could have they could have given us more scenes where he falls in love with their that that part of their culture more because his motivations aren't really clear to us for the first half of the movie. And how and how he works, how his reputation they do it in one scene. He's walking somewhere, he takes some money and puts some money on a table and that's it. Now like most gangster movies are a good film, we're spent like a good 10-15 minutes showing you how he gets uh you know used to being in there the things he does how he's learning because and especially how much this movie meanders at times like i'd rather the time be filled with that than the boringness that i have to sit through and it might have made a little bit more interesting us to get to know the characters more us to get the inner workings so when certain things happen we 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 understand it better i mean a movie like showdown a little tokyo gives me a little bit of how the accuser work, like what they're, you know, what the purpose is and things like that, you know? Yeah, I agree with both of you guys on that. But my only, my only counter there is I kind of liked the mystery of the guy. So if you give us too much of a glimpse into, into who he is, I don't want, I didn't want to know him that well. I wanted it to be a more of a blank slate. It's not even knowing him. It's knowing what he's doing. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think you guys are right there. They do, they do this passage of time, which was cool. I like this passage of time thing, where his tattoo keeps getting bigger and bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. In between those tattoo shots, show me shit he's doing. Yeah. Fucking a dude up. Show me collecting money. Show me somebody not giving him respect. His tattoo gets bigger. Later on, that same guy who wasn't giving him respect now has his money for him ready. He's got a broken arm. He's like, oh, here you go, man. You know what I mean? Like, show me how he's coming up in this world for people to give him respect. Like, show me yeah. how he's building. That's just like any movie. If somebody, if you have a movie about a guy who plays guitar and he's sitting there playing guitar going, bing bong, bing bong. People <laughs> are like, oh, man. And people are like, oh, trust me. And then the next scene, he's fucking doing a Van Halen solo. You're like, wait a minute. When did this, you know what I'm saying? It's in Wayne's World era. No, wait. It's in a Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. They travel time and they learn right. how to play and they come right back in the scene. Duh. It's like, I'd like to see him grow as a character, even if he is a blank, quote unquote. I mean, even in like Drive or uh, uh, Only God Forgives, they do things like that where we can at least take a journey with this person we're supposed to be. Well, yeah. You, you get a lot of his backstory from the mother. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying, but right. Get, get, Understand, I'm not saying they should have done like they did in those movies. I know, I know. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. They could have done something to make us care more. Right, or show me. I don't need to know his whole life story, but make me care about his story that's, that you're showing me right now. Like, not just because you're not doing anything doesn't make it cool, period. Like, I still have to care. The audience has to give a shit. 
Yeah. So all we're seeing are like these cliches that you've seen a thousand times. You got to give me something new other than pretty boy Jared Leto just staring. Well, cutting the fingers off was definitely a, a, a stretch away from American gangster movies. Right. Okay, so there's one little thing. But, like, remember the scene, which is really cool. They had that really cool scene where, um, what the fuck's happening? They're going around shooting all the uh, people after the car attack. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was a great scene. Like, that yeah. Was, do a little set piece like that showing him rise up. Like, something cool, you know, like, to keep me, that does my thing. Right. So- like, some more, yeah. Montage. You Some more montage, yeah. I mean, again, it didn't have to be a montage, but like something that would, right? Just a little shit peppered in to make us understand why that he cares and he's learning. Right, exactly. I think um, the I liked how they showed that the other crime boss was kind of reasonable because that then that led me to believe that like he would let him go at the end. You guys get what I'm saying? No, I totally understand why they let him go at the end. I understand. But you know what I mean? Like, they showed that dude, the, the head of the other crime family, even though they did him dirty, like, in the with this, the neutral territory attack, that dude was constantly going, I have respect for you. We can all win. We can do it this way. Let me leave this these guys alive. We just have to kill that. You know what I mean? So, like, I really, <laughs> I really liked how they did that for that character. And, and it yeah. made me believe it at the end. Right, but I think you're missing the point. The whole point of that guy, the whole movie, was to show that he doesn't have that respect. Then, after uh, the, all the stuff happens, with that they say, you're not like the old school. You're not like your father. You're not like your father. Right. So at the end is the first time he did something that his father would have done. That's, what, let, let someone live? That Well, let him fight the guy. Let him have honor. So right. he stopped and was like, no, he can don't not kill him right now. So he, yeah, like that was the first time, man. I thought that part was awesome. That's why he's at the end staring at him. Like he, he, he finally has an honor that his father had and that the other boss was constantly saying he didn't have. I did think that part was so cool. Instead of just giving us the cliched big fight, just shut it down. One insult, one death. Let's go. Yeah. But when did he learn to use the sword? He didn't, he just pulled it out and cut his throat with it. He's that good. How is he all dude? All he did was pull the sword out. Yeah, but that would take you know, what I mean, to pull, just pull a sword. I don't out. know, right? I mean, I would think that would take some skill. I don't think so. For the Most same people- reason, he like shot up all those guys in that gun deal gone wrong thing. Oh, yeah, he would because he had skill from being a soldier. Yeah, the shooting, I can see the American soldiers got bayonets. In WW2? Yeah. That was one of my problems. What what purpose did it serve to set this in post-war Japan? Oh, because that 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 would explain why there's a white guy there. It also it also gives us a world with no technology, so you can write all these problems in that can't be solved with a phone call. Yeah, the white guy makes sense because they just got out of a war. Right. But white people aren't exactly the, the most wanted people around. Right. We just bombed their entire country and you know what I mean? We just went over- It also 
It also, whoever the fuck Emil Hirsch was friends with who made this movie, it gets him five minutes on screen after he beat up a woman in public and went to jail for it. He was the best in this movie. He's my favorite part. <laughs> he he wasn't bad, but it was just like, it was like a lot of things in this movie. It was like, hey, man, I don't want to know you. You better stay the fuck away from me. Well, fuck you then. All right, come back to my house and have a drink. I promise I won't slit your throat. Yeah. Like, but I love, yeah. Uh, his, I love his name in the opening credits. He was like top billed cast. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot he was in the credits. All of a sudden, he popped up. I'm like, where's it? I'm like, man, he must be under some heavy makeup or something because I don't even. I, I couldn't not- believe that. I was like, why would they get like someone on this movie loves Emil Hirsch because he cannot get a job to save his life right now, even in 2018. No, I just saw him in that uh, movie. What movie? That magical, the one with the Craig Robinson and the girl from Parks and Rec. And he was amazing in it. In what movie? Called The Magical, ugh, it's a stupid ass title. By the guy, Degreasy Strangler. Oh, they, they, really? He's in that? Yay, he's the best. He's the best part in the whole movie. I, I haven't seen that yet. But I'm well, just saying, like, that's a different. The dude was an A-lister for a couple years and, while he was in high school. Hey, and don't forget, he was just in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait, Emil Hirsch was in that? Yeah, he's got a huge part in that. And he named Beverly Luff Lynn. That's the name of the movie. You refresh my memory on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? He's like uh, Patty Hearst. Patty Hearst. Um, he's that bitch's best friend who comes out at the end and was like, oh, man, what just happened over there? Oh, really? Yeah. I can't. I couldn't remember that was him. Well, I guess he's back. Yeah, you, for hitting a woman, your career's not over that much. <laughs> it's like you, you get like a you're like on two year probation for that. Oh man, dangerous lives of Alter boys. I don't I, know. I, I still don't think this had to be in post war Japan. I think you still could have had it. It doesn't have to be in 1954. Or whenever the fuck this was. I feel like, I mean, I like period pieces and all, but it was pointless. I feel like it was just an excuse to waste money that could have been used in better areas. You still could have, it's still like a white person joining the Yakuza. There would still be prejudices and issues with the people in those gangs with this person that's getting accepted. He would still be an outsider. Yeah, but I guess why would he be there? Why not? Like, what does it matter why he's there? He was in jail. That can still happen now. He's getting yeah. He's getting brought in to this place because he saved this guy. That could still happen now. There, like, there's no real reason in my brain why this needed to happen then. And and I feel like it, how accurate was it to then? Like, it just seems like a waste. Like, I would rather they spent that time on character and plot development so we wouldn't ask him all these questions. I mean, there wasn't. What was the time span? Like you, like you, like just like why? You, like, well, I mean, why even make it a thing? Like, why can't it just be ambiguous? The time period you could have, yeah, could have just as easily had this movie without even mentioning that the war just happened and all that. I feel like it was just a gimmick. That'd be like saying that why did any movie take place at any time other than present? Like, well, I, I mean, how many movies you see don't have sucks, like a, a title card where it says when when did this take place? I, I just feel like that's stupid. 
why try why to try to have it be like accurately fashioned with the music and the fashion and shit like that like all of this could have just as easily happened I, 10 I think years ago me, versus 70 i think to me it's it's a it, it would be culturally a, a very different movie if it was contemporary right i i, I think they just it, it maybe they wouldn't they wouldn't accept him as much contemporary wise and 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 like even being able to make a, a cell phone call or something makes this movie a very different movie with the details. Right. And I think America wasn't so integrated into Japan then. Like nowadays we're there. It's not a big deal. It'd be like yeah. a movie. We're there, movie, but we're not in the fucking Yakuza. Yeah, but Sarah, it'd be like <laughs> That's a movie what this set. movie's about. That's why he's an okay. outsider. Okay, so let's look at it this way. The movie's set in America in 1950s and it's a white guy joining a black guy, right? You'd be like, okay, now they have different things to deal with. Where if you said it in modern days, you'd be like, okay, who gives a shit? That shit doesn't really matter anymore. For the most part. Okay. Does that make sense? The struggle's <laughs> not the same. It'd be like if you have, make a movie about, if you make a movie that takes place in 2020 and it's about a woman because becoming a president of a company. Okay, yeah, it's a story. But if it happened in 1923, it's more of a story because back then it was rough. A lot harder for women to do that. I don't know. I just feel like that's apples and oranges, man. It's not. Like, <laughs> it's, out of everything that's wrong with this movie, the time period is the least of the, the it, work. It, of it is, though, because money, a lot of money was spent on getting those cars and those costumes and making things look like the 1950s. And I would have rather they spent that money on an actor who was better suited for this film or a director who was better suited for this film or or stylize this better. Rather than just have it be I the way it was, I did want to know. So that's why it's an issue for me. I I think, I think is I think it works better in this time period, Sarah. That like, but I do agree that like I was kind of like, was this a a true story or a book or something? Like, why did we did they make this movie? You know, but I, I guess it's just a historical fiction. I can't find anything about it being like a whatever some successful reason it doesn't say it's based on a true story or anything no it doesn't it doesn't i don't see anything about a novel or anything i i i agree to a point where i was like why does this exist but i i i think i enjoyed it more because it to me it's more believable uh just everything every every complication they get into makes me think of a simpler time you know like you you could write a much hairier plot when people can't communicate as easily, you know, like if the guy's in prison in 2018 and joins the Yakuza and he's white, they can figure out who this guy is in one second. And this guy's trying to escape who he was in America and who he was in the war by being a part of this culture instead. I think it's the filmmakers didn't explain some stuff enough to make you care or why it should be in this period. So maybe that's one of the problems. Maybe there should have been something, they should have done something in here to make it, okay, this makes sense why it's here, why this story can only work here. Yeah, I mean, you could even, I mean, if you're going to go, here's my thing. I like the mystery behind the guy. But if you're going to have Emil Hirsch be his old wartime buddy and be like, why the fuck are you here? What the fuck? You were a captain. Maybe we could have gotten a little more. Like, oh, you were a captain until you hit your superior officer and then went and deserted. Now you'd be going to jail in the U.S. forever for being a traitor. Yeah. Any, you, anything. 
Emil Hirsch really didn't seem that surprised either. He's like, oh, man, you look great for a dead guy. I know, and he's there by himself in this alley bar in his in his American war uniform. Yeah. And he's and he's just in this seedy bar by like no one knew he like that never came back. I, I, I get the the conflict there. That was a real American psycho moment too. I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's gonna ask him if he likes hey, do you like uh Glenn Miller? Have you heard his new one, Chattanooga Choo Choo? <laughs> It's a song about a train, but it also talks about how America is forward. That and, is, and then that's how he killed them. Check out this whiskey. Do you like whiskey? Yeah. Do you like whiskey? This one was bottled right here in Japan. Disco dancing. <laughs> Do you have any other what they should have done, sir? Other than setting a totally different time era? <laughs> I think it should have been in the future, God damn it! The future would have been cool. I know. I was thinking of Blade Runner the whole time I was watching this too. I was like, "Cause he's in Blade Runner 2049." Who is? Jared Leto. And he he looks more Japanese in that movie. I he was awesome in that movie too. I just watched that recently. I got to halfway point and turned it off. Oh my god, I loved it. I was blown away. I was like, I gotta go to bed. Oh, genius! All right, sorry. You got anything else? Yeah, I don't like Jared Leto in this movie at all. I don't like him in this movie at all. I, so I think what? there could have been a better actor, and I might have cared more about this movie. Ryan Gosling? No. I was, Actually. Uh, Ryan Gosling, or you know who would have done good? What's what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Maybe. Actually, what I was he thinking danced. was somebody who we've done a few what they should have done movies about, Tom Hardy. He was supposed to play the part. Get the fuck out of here, really? I think Tom Hardy would have been way fucking better. He was supposed to play the part and then scheduling conflicts. It was Are you are you joking? Hardy. No, it's supposed to be Tom Hardy and the director of Itchy the Killer. Would have been a was, way better movie. That's who was supposed to make this movie. Are you Ray, are you, I can't tell if you're joking. Do you still believe me, Ray? No. Well, it's the truth. I can't tell. You're always lying to me. Whether it's a lie or not, that's the movie I would have rather seen. Uh, Tom Hardy <laughs> would have been good. But I think – I almost think Tom Hardy's too likable. I just I just feel like Jared Leto was just like vapid and dead-eyed the whole time. And yeah. this whole movie was nothing but like sullen glances from him to other people. Like I wasn't feeling – like they were trying to build suspense, but I didn't feel the suspense. He just looked like he slept walked through the whole fucking I thing. Think- I think I went in with this, with kind of the feelings you guys have now, and he like, and like, the distant, the emotional distance he kept from me on screen, like, won me over, and it was kind of part of what I enjoyed about the film. No, but see, the problem was it was it it wasn't consistent either. Well, I I hear you on that. I, I honestly I I wasn't thinking about that much after the prison thing. Well, I mean, even once he's out, like, okay, so he beats that guy with the typewriter, right? Then, Which is a- like, a typewriter is very heavy. And yeah. I don't believe that skinny Jared Leto could do that. Thank you, Faye. And it, my- w- it weighs like 60 fucking pounds. Like, to, to, the guy would have already punched him. The guy from Dazed and Confused would have punched him before he fucking got the typewriter up in the air. I thought that was Emil Hirsch at first. I was like, is that Emil Hirsch? <laughs> 
Sophie was like guy from Days and Confused. I was like, yep, he pops up all over the place now. In all the worst movies. But okay, so my point is he does that. Then in a couple scenes later, or maybe like right before that, right around that, somebody does something violent and he like looked at it like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing violence. You know what I mean? Then, like in the next scene, like he, then when he's with the girl, he's all like different. And he's like a, a thing, and then he's weird again. He's weird. He just wasn't. He didn't play it consistently. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a um, transformation. I would have liked to even or the opposite of that, like seeing him be like indifferent towards the girl once they bonded more. You know, like like only God forgives, where you're like, oh, this isn't gonna be a romance. This dude is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I I love that part of that movie, and not not that this has to be that, but I wouldn't have mind if he is gonna be a distant weirdo. He could be a distant weirdo the entire film. Like that's another thing I thought what they could have done, which been cool because when he says that he's going to leave his sister, it would have been cool if they had that whole conversation still. And Jared Lowe was like, no, I don't want to be with her. And then, <laughs> no, I'm serious. And the guy's like, oh, you know, and then there's a, there's a conflict, right? Now they, don't yeah. like, now they don't like each other. Next scene is the one that takes place when the guy's in the fitting room. They save his life. They get to the car. Then the guy gets killed. Now it's a deeper thing for Jared Leto because the last thing they did was he says, I'm not going to take care of your family. I'm not going to take care of you. Yeah. Now he's dead. Now Jared Little feels like he has to take care of the sister. He owes it to his brother. Man, you that know, guy was so good. Put a little bit of... Okay, okay stop sucking the movie's dick here. We're supposed to be I'm talking. just saying, he was really good. Uh, Asano Ta- Tatanobu. Sorry, I just want to get his name right. <laughs> I know, every time I try to talk, every try to talk something bad about it, you're like, oh, <laughs> good. That dude was really fucking good, though. I feel like, listen, you guys can shit on this movie, and I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna meet you halfway. You guys have made some very good points, but can we not agree that Tadanobu was very good, Sarah? Yeah. Up, <laughs> Sarah's, Sarah's like I'm asleep, bro. I'm gone. Um, I guess. Oh I man, guess I thought okay. he was. I mean, I, I liked his character, great. but how like, about he's, when, he's every, supposed to be a badass yakuza? But and every keeps, time he turns around, he's like a happy. He's like a just a sweet, nice guy. He had a heart of gold, and that's what we learn from the traitor. The traitor's like, when he's all drunk, he's like, that guy, when my these dudes jumped me, my dad cut my head open with glass. I met him for the first time, and he went to my house and broke my dad's hand. Like, he, the guy is just an all-around good guy, except he's in the Yakuza. Man, when he cut his stomach open, too, I was like, holy fuck. How crazy was that? Oh, it was pretty cool. That was nuts. I, that's where the movie got me. I was like, oh, shit, I got to pay attention. All right. Can I can I ask you a question Please. about about your boy then? Please. So he was, I know I know him very well. That motherfucker still owes me twelve bucks. <laughs> can can I talk? Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, so uh, this guy, right? Like this guy, the whole fucking time is just being super super duper nice to him. Any other mob movie in the in the world? Can you name me three equivalents of this guy 
where we don't see that really, really hard a gold mobster guy not kill brutally five people. Because, I mean, frankly, that's what tail. Yakuza people do. What about a Bronx tail? Wait, like, like, that's we, a movie. like, I'm saying the actual characters. Like, Name you're saying we, we the should have seen the him Bronx kill. Tale. Sarah, you're saying we should have seen him kill more? I'm saying if he's in the Yakuza and he's been in there his whole life, he has mad fucking respect from everyone around him. But right. what's he fucking doing? I will How say is he this. getting all this respect? I will say that he he was willing to cut his stomach open to get out of jail. And then he has a loyalty to the guy, a loyalty to the guy who saved him twice. But I see what you're saying. Because then and on the flip could, side, Jared Leto... Jared Leto, like, totally disrespects him, totally betrays him, and he's just like, you know what, man? It's cool. I know I told you this is the one rule you can't break, but it's cool, man. Here's my heirlooms. I do think what they were trying to show us there was the Japanese sense of honor where he owed owed Jared Leto his life twice. But he he rewarded him for betraying him. Well, by then the woman is pregnant. So the worst kind of betrayal. Well, it's like you can't kill the... He's like, my dad left, he was drunk, and I had to raise my sister. He's not going to kill his, the father of his sister's child. But he shouldn't be happy about it, either. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> like, he's totally cool with it. What I took away I from it was that he really, he, really loved, he really loved him by that point. And also, that's another thing, I don't think he was uh, happy... He wasn't happy with him. I think he's just like kind of wise beyond his years. He didn't seem upset or even really that surprised. You got to remember too, when Jared Leto cuts two of his fingers off to show respect to the mob boss, that dude cuts his finger off when he doesn't have to, to to also take responsibility for what Jared Leto did. Like he's ride or die with Jared Leto forever. He saved his life twice. All he did, he tried to tell him, stay away from my, my sister, but I really like that dude because I think that is more true to real life. The dude just accepting that the dude overstepped his boundary and fucked his sister and is having a kid and he has to deal with it. Then in the movies where the dude would normally get all crazy and try to kill this dude who saved his life twice. I, I think that was truer to how a real person would have to react if they cared about their sister at that point. Okay. I could be wrong. Only one way to find out, Ray. <laughs> I'm on my way to join the Yakuza right now, guys. Look, what time Ray, is it there? This knife's for stabbing. This knife's for decapitating. <laughs> it's yours now. It because you knocked up my sister. Congratulations. It's for abortions. It's a hanger. Oh, man. I guess I, I just have poor taste at this point because I really like this movie. I can see why you liked it. I'm, Again, I'm not, uh, and, and frankly, I'm not faulting anyone for liking this movie. I just, like, all the motives seemed, it was just confusing to me. I, I, I agree with you guys. You guys have shown me uh, flaws with it that I was ignoring for the things that I liked. So I agree with your guys' uh, assessments for the most part. There, there's a couple where I'm like, ah, that's that's the movie. But I, I want, I am a sucker for for this kind of movie. Like I'm a sucker for the for the an underdog dude kicking ass and just being so fucking tough, and, that, and that'll make me overlook a lot. 
They did almost lose me with the fucking car scene, though. That was such bullshit for a movie that, uh, to me, at least the the physical actions were pretty on par with reality until that point. Like, the guy walks up and just shoots the driver and then walks away. That was so ridiculous. Ray, I guess you don't remember the scene right before that when they were like, do any of you other guys have driver's license? And he's like, no. What was <laughs> If I don't get to dinner in my mother-in-law's house in an hour, we're fucked. They knew by <laughs> killing the driver, they couldn't go anywhere. Right. They, they didn't show you the movies. They were stuck there for three days. They had no way of getting out of there. Right. Time passed. Good Good to know. It's a, it's a, a difference in uh, time zones that confused me. So let's move on to smaller things that we might have hated. I, <laughs> the music in this movie was some of the worst music. It added nothing to the movie. It was inconsistent. That's another thing. When the music happened. Yeah, Yeah, I can't even remember any music. I don't mind when movies don't have music. I'm like, okay with that. But when this movie did use music, it was bad. And what didn't add to the scene? Wasn't it supposed to to be like 50s uh, Japanese music copying 50s rock and roll? Well, I'm even talking about. I'm not even just talking about music that's played. I'm talking about the score. You know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. talking pop songs. I'm talking about the score. The score was horrible and inconsistent. Sometimes it's like a horror drone. Then it's like surf guitar. Like I wish they picked. I wish they went with Japanese, like kind of fifties Japanese. What did the music sound like then? There, yeah, you know? both. Yeah. It's a noir thing. You know, just a gangster movie. Give me some noir music. Give me, you know. And it was. It felt like it, the movie was like, the movie was at least forty-five to an hour long before like the first song played. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I, they played a song because the whole movie. I'm like, why aren't they playing some old fifties music here? Why aren't they? We're in the city. You know what I mean? We're like doing things. And they finally play one, and by then I was like, oh, now you're gonna play some music. Like they forgot to put music in for like the first hour of the movie. Yes, yeah, I, I I really wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah, you guys got me there. Yep. Better better sound production all around, maybe. Yep. Another thing I hated, the look of this movie was fucking drab as fuck, which I understand, but you're in neon fucking Japan. Everything's neon lights everywhere, bright, beautiful lights everywhere, and everything they shoot is in like a, a dark... That green blue. Green blue. I'm like, if you guys take three steps over, you're in an alleyway full of 17 different colors. Like, everything looks horrible. Nothing. Yeah, but- Flat. It was, it was like American gangster colors. It was like Road to Perdition or something. Yeah, it was like so bad, and especially since again they're in a city. And I was wondering too. I'm like, that's why I kept thinking, um, Blade Runners. I just happened to watch it a couple of days ago. And I'm like, cool. So there's like neon Tokyo, you know. And here I'm like, okay, everything there's neon. I'm like, I'm not going crazy. There are bright lights everywhere. Why are they not utilizing that? Why does everything look so? You know what I mean? Like. Like just put on a big bright light and then put a green filter, a blue filter over top. Yeah, that, now that you just mentioned it, it did look very. It was like American boring. Yeah. 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 If you're gonna invent, you're gonna put the movie in that culture. Even even just stuff that wasn't neon, I think that's a pretty colorful city, you know. Yeah, and it was pretty bland. And he goes to his one hotel room, and they've all the light colors coming in. I'm like. Okay, that's cool. See what I mean? Right. Lights, and then the rest of the movie's bland. I'm like, well, then, and then he goes back to his apartment, and there's those neon lights are gone. It's blue. I'm like, you can't just. Well, 
The first time it's a hotel room. No, I'm talking, it's the same room. The same room with the mirrors. It's the same room. It's not his new place. Okay. Hotel room, either way. When he when he goes in, the kids are there? When he Well, when he goes in, he goes to the hotel first. It's bright. You do that stupid mirror scene. He drinks out the window, then looks himself in the mirror. Then he does something, and that's all neon. Then he does something, he comes back, and it's blue. He walks in, it's all blue, and he remember when he used to put his uh, bed on the ground? for you. Yeah. And I thought they were going, I'm like, okay, now they're going to go for like, the Apocalypse Now thing. Like, he's trapped in a city he doesn't know, and he's having flashbacks to this and that. We're going to learn a little bit about him. But he just looks in the, into a reflective metal for, like, seconds, and then we're done. That's that bottle of sake, bro. Is that what you're that'll, drinking? That'll, that'll, that'll do it to you. What? Oh, uh, someone's just like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I guess that was me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Any, uh, any, uh, since no one's talking, uh, what they should have done, I think you wouldn't agree with me, Ray. I would have, if you want to make this movie two hours long, I would have broke up in the parts. First half hour is him as a soldier coming. He's a wide eyed American soldier. He's a young kid. You know, he's come to fight the war. We're going to fight for America. Something happens to him. He ends up in that jail. Second half hour is him in that jail as the wide eyed American. He's in jail. He's scared. Now we do like a blood in, blood out type thing. Now he gets hardened up in jail for that half hour. He meets the Yakuza. He starts learning what they uh, He learns, like, and maybe him and this brother guy at first aren't like friends. You know what I mean? But they're so Yeah, and he sees like, more of it, yeah. He, he's like, and he hates them. He hates these freaking Japs because it's, they're, they're our enemy. They're America's enemy. Then we do the jail for a half hour. Or maybe a little bit long, but these are just like, you know, time, a little bit of time frames. Then third act is when he gets out of jail. That's why even when he goes over to, um, you know, the, to the metal place, and the guy's like, "Oh, they're Japs." He goes, "Don't call them that." They're not now. He's, yeah, right. He's learned the respect for them. You know what I mean? I, I would have done the first half hour, uh, a little part of that, the army, and then the jail. You, know, you, you can't join the Yakuza the third act. Yeah, you sure. He, uh, join, he, he should join the Yakuza or start in jail then. That's what I'm saying. These are like little time frames, like maybe half hour for half hour. It's going to make 15 minutes. I just want to give you enough time to see who he was. Be- and this is just in my version. Who he is. Show me he's a dumb American, wide-eyed. We're here because you got it wrong. And you're the- then he starts right. culture. Then you do – you could have done this whole movie in 45 minutes. Well, I think captains are pretty high rank in World War II, right? No idea. Yeah. So, yeah, so- I th- I think when they call him captain, it's like you're supposed to be like, "Oh shit, he was like up there. He was like above this dude." I, so I, I wouldn't believe he was a fucking captain. Well, I I would like to do it your way, except maybe show like his disdain for being at war in the first place. No, then he was. If he if he doesn't if he doesn't want to be in a war, then he doesn't change. And that's Jared Leto's problem. This movie, he never elevates. He's the same character from beginning to end, which is stupid. If he comes in there hating the Japanese, like everybody did, they're the enemy, and they did this to us, and then he slowly realizes he's wrong, or you know, what I mean that, you know, they're not, we're just humans like us, and blah blah, and then yeah. with their gang, it gives him a change, and now we're we're changing with him, we're seeing something happen other than look at my eyeballs are bulging right now, now my eyeballs are bulging and I'm covered in blood, now look at my eyeballs, I'm looking at a girl, 
Now look at my eyeballs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, his whole act my eyeballs are bulging. I was waiting for his eyeballs just to pop out. He's a lot older than he plays, too. He's just a good-looking guy. There's that scene, speaking of eyes bulging, there's like a scene where there's like a kabuki uh, performance with like snow falling on the stage. Yeah, and he's like the- maybe watching it or maybe not. And his eyes at the end of that were like some shining style fucking bulging eyes at looking at the blood falling out of the fucking elevator. Like it was yes. some wild shit. Sarah, he looked like a uh, remember the lady at the beginning of America's Funniest People who made her eyeballs pop out of her head. <laughs> <laughs> Funny things you do. When her eyeballs would pop out. I think he won ten grand. I think he did. Playing this in this movie. He won ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd rewrite the the narrative of this story. I didn't exactly hate the story that was told i just didn't like how it was told it it was told in like random information dumps and then tried to play off those things by building tension with just like jared leto staring like woefully off into the distance or at somebody's face or whatever right and i did like the the finger cut off to him getting made yeah, we already said we liked that, Ray. We moved on. No one said that they liked the part where he got made because he thinks he's gonna die. We didn't talk about that. Oh, when he's oh, when they um, when they're all sitting when they're oh, they're, when they're in stuff. the woods. Because the finger part is the first time we see him care because he is like a sociopath, and you're like, how do we read this guy? So the finger part is like this dude is willing to die. He doesn't have to do this, and he does it. He not only does it, he does it further than he has to. So then the next scene, when he's riding with the mob boss, and he's like, if you would tell me who was leaking our information, would you tell me? And he's like, yes. And they go out to the middle of the woods, and you're like, oh, shit, is he going to try to kill him? And I knew he was going to get made, but I think they created enough suspense uh, where I was a little unsure. And I thought that part was awesome. It was all right. I thought it was cool because the guy right before that, the dude's like, I'll slit your throat if you don't, t- if you don't speak Japanese. But the, what I don't like about this, and maybe Sarah Green, I think that's what we're talking about. I think what me and Sarah basically are saying is, this isn't bad. It's everything they did with it is bad. Like, there was no... <laughs> that scene you said. Like, we're not saying that scene in, on paper is bad or in concept is bad. But the way that they did it, the way that they presented that scene to us was bad. It was not There's, interesting. Right, and there was no tension. I could think of a thousand other movies where things happen like that that were done a thousand times better. It, it just there was no the, the, the cinematography in this movie was ba- nothing. It's like they just they put a camera on a table and said, "Okay, he's in focus." Like there's nothing special. There was nothing. There was one scene where the kid runs up the stairs. It was like, "Wow, they put some fucking effort into this fucking shot." The rest of it is bland and boring. Like it's again, I. I like it's it's in the middle road for me. Like if it's out of ten, it's a five. If it's out of five, it's a two and a half. So it's not like it's the worst thing in the world. But nothing they did elevated the material to any level. Yeah, I, I can see that. But it's so basic. Like again, this movie. What's it about? A white guy joins the yakuza. I mean, that's all it is. There's no, nothing. Yeah, I mean the the plot drives it, but the 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 way it's made doesn't doesn't elevate it. Yeah, I I, I agree. And none of the choices they made elevated. 
Like there's little things they could do. Like just, oh, if you just did this here and just, or just slid this over or maybe put a little thing here, it would just elevate every, and there was some, you know, it would just elevate to the next level. And there were some gems as the movie progressed. Like the, uh, again, that one montage scene was, that was like reminiscent. That was some good shit. That was like some Godfather shit. I like the precursor to that too, where they're like, we can't win. And he's like, it doesn't matter if we win. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, fuck yeah. <laughs> and that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought like they were going to like, I thought it was going to be like a big action scene at the end where they all bust in and all that. But I like what they did other than, again, the ending ending. But they just need to pepper some shit throughout this and get a better director because the director yes. didn't know how to control this material. And it, it was almost like Gotti level directed. It, Who directed this? Uh, some, some dude with a name I've never heard of. But I don't think I Mark, Mark, Martin Zenville. Yeah. Zenville. Uh, or Art Vandalay, my favorite. He's an importer exporter. If they ask you who directed, it's Mark Vandalay. When they answer the phone, answer Vandalay Industries. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to one of my sticking points that I'm just completely in the minority of, and I'm gonna explain another reason why it bothers me. If you put another <laughs> director in charge of this film that is about a white man joining the Yakuza and post-war japan wouldn't you yeah. think it would look cool and be fun and interesting like anthony said like bright lights like fucking neon tokyo yeah, and, and show sweeping us shots. like make me feel like i'm there because frankly yeah. like the only reason i feel like i'm there is because randomly they toss in some shit about the war just happening and there's, like, in the beginning, that white guy that is just, like, super fucking racist, just jamming as many fucking insults as he can into his well, fucking dialogue. And, that's but, what I was going to say to And you a earlier, couple cars. But... Like, not even, all the, not even all the vehicles or all the things are, like, true to the time. It's just, like, a few no, no. here and there. But I was, that's what I was going to say earlier, like, disagree with you, but I think it would have helped you. I was going to say, like... Sarah, they could have filmed this at any time because you really can't tell when the fuck this movie was fucking filmed anyway. That's what I was yeah, saying. Honestly, that's what, I, that's what I was trying to say. When right. when <laughs> the prison scene, well, after the title sequence happened and they told us what year it was, I I wouldn't have known. Exactly. Like, I thought maybe it was still mon modern. So I agree with you there. Also, the director was Danish, which is like... Are you? What are you doing? You're running through a fucking spank machine? What's going on? Oh, I'm drinking a soda pop. Are you getting arrested? Are you going to run through a police station, a RoboCop too? No, I'm in the jail. You know what the funny thing is? That jail they filmed that in was the same jail they filmed uh, Batman Begins in. Oh, right. And Raj Al Ghul was there. This, uh, <laughs> this, this guy is Danish, so like you're already ma making like... It's a white savior movie, but not totally. It's not um, the Last Samurai, you know. So, yeah. but like, they should have gotten a Japanese person to direct this. Well, they because, tried. All right, I well, if I if I believe what you say, then yeah, they tried. But I don't Sarah, know if I believe you. Please you. back me up, Sarah. Please back me up. Uh -uh. I'll go Google it. But yeah, Google that, it. It's on IMDb. It's like there's, there's three I'm did you knows. Go to the did you know section. I'm just saying, yeah, well, they shouldn't have got this Danish guy to do it because what the fuck does he know about Japan? I think people kept turning it down. Like, nobody wanted to direct it. Because, yeah, because it's on its way out of the white savior <laughs> shit, you know? 
It's an era where people are not fucking having that anymore. Oh, I do see so it. You're right. You're right. So who's going to save everybody now? I see it. Ray? I, I'm just saying like someone who's more familiar with the culture would have done a better job uh, filling up the shit you guys are complaining about. Or he's not the fucking savior of the movie. Or he ends and he right. doesn't save anyone. Why does why does it have to have a happy right? But my point is little bow ending. Yeah, I'm just saying a Japanese director would have made the environment more enticing. Would have made the culture around the story. It's still a white more entertaining. It's still a white savior movie. If that's what you're talking about, right? But I'm what I'm talking about is it's already that, but. Yeah, right. Like you guys are saying, it's ugly. It's drab. It doesn't show the culture. That—that's what I'm saying. That a Japanese director could have fixed. It still would have. My <laughs> point was, if it's already going to be a white savior movie, have a Japanese dude direct it at least. Don't, why is a fucking Danish guy directing it? Here we do go. Do we count the Danish? Do we count the Danish as white now? Great. <laughs> Here's a perfect example, right? How many scenes in this movie were at that strip club in the '50s? With a bunch of girls dancing around in ridiculous outfits, basically. Yeah, three naked. or four. Or, or bathhouses. Yeah, and they were all flat. And yeah. what did we do? You're right, Sarah. They should have been we, bigger breasted. No, but what did we do? We spent 90% of the time looking at Jared Leto's bulgy eyes. There was no, like, I didn't. How much fun could one could have had, like, showcasing this, like, dance club? Like, there's, like, one wide shot, a couple, a couple cutaways of people dancing, and then. Well, it, they weren't being gratuitous, Sarah. They're not, I'm not all sex mongers like you. I'm not saying they were gratuitous, but I mean, like. Not people... everybody, not everybody's a sex monger and just wants to see tits all the time. Sarah, calm down. I'm not talking about tits. I'm talking about people getting drunk, people having fun, like more of that shit. The fucking I mean, the gambling when... club. There's like three, a couple cutaways of people gambling, and then it's just like. 90% people staring at each other. Like, let, right. let, let's really get into these scenes and places and, ta- and the time. Like, have the director, fucking fun the, with it. The director just did not bring you into the environments no. at all. And, like, I'd hate to right. say, like, I hate, I hate it, but let's, every time I watch a gangster movie, I'm like, oh, man. I, I always go to Scorsese just because he does it the best. You don't have to go as crazy as he does, but at least he gets, he brings you into that scene wherever you're at. And you know where you're at. And you're like, okay, now I, can, I understand where I'm at. I understand I can enjoy this scene, which is what this director didn't do. Half the time, you could, you, could have filmed these, you could have filmed every single one of these in a warehouse. It could have been all the same place. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have mattered. It matter. might as well have been. Yeah, and they filmed it in Japan. Duh. Right. Which so you're, is even like, in, you're, you're even in Japan. I don't even know how we measure the opening weekends anymore. Why, why do they even do that if it's a Netflix movie? Eighteen hundred dollars is what they made in England. The yeah, weekend. How is that even possible? I think my last movie made more than that. I paid to see it. Sucker. I was in it and I paid to see it. Of course, you to, I made you pay double. I was the white savior rule. I got. I died <laughs> real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you guys. I think you you guys have some really valid points here. Yeah, I don't know. I also definitely enjoyed it more than you guys, though, all around. 
I would have liked I'm to enjoy t- this movie more. It didn't feel like two hours. Like I wasn't. There was a couple times, like how much time is left. Like I wasn't sitting in it, like, oh my god, when is this gonna be over? During the entire movie, like I sat there, I was like, okay, cool, okay. I just wish they would were doing more. You know what I mean? I was like, I watched yeah. it. I was like, Ugh, you could be doing so much right here, right now. Like that alleyway scene that where the you know the place where they meet the neutral zone, that could have been so much more tense. Yeah, and that, it was that was filmed shitty. Like it was just so panned out. It was rushed. It felt rushed. Like, I almost thought that wasn't that. Jared Leto. I was like, is that a stuntman? He's so far away. I can't fucking see him. And then they did that cool scene where like uh, they go to save the guy, the boss who got killed, and there's a shot the guy up there. <clears throat> you know what I mean? They yeah. shoot him, right? Would have been cool, something where like they want they gotta help the guy, he's dying, but you got this guy sniping him and they don't know where the sniper is and they don't want to go they build some tension there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. do something like that instead of having twenty guys with guns around, like they think they're safe and someone goes to get him and he's shot. And now they're like, oh shoot, what and you know what I mean? And the guy's dying, they feel like they could save him. The guy's like, please help. And we we, we watch him watch him struggle and die. And these guys are helpless to really and like really bring it home. Like really make us yeah. feel that. Yeah, because all the like, rest of them know him even more than Jared Leto. Right. And I mean they're they all do just that. sitting there like pussies, yeah. And it, it's something they do, but they don't stress it enough. It's like, okay, yeah, they care. Oh well, let's move on. It's like if, they, if we really got to be like, oh my god, and I got to feel their emotions while these tough guys who don't we haven't seen any emotion really from. If we if they were there and we we're seeing that they have feelings, this guy means something to them, other than tough guyness emotions. You know what I mean? That would have been awesome. Like yeah, something I wish, like that. I wish I knew the budget too. This had to have a big ass budget. I mean, a yeah. decent budget. You got Jared Leto. You got yeah. you're filming in Japan. It's a Netflix movie. You're, it's, a, it's a decent budget. I just like, I just want to know if there was any limitation there. Dude, there's no limitation for emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah, that that scene could have been more. I've always, uh, from what I've learned from 80s movies, uh, that the Japanese are more reserved with their emotions. Yeah, gung-ho. And they're still people, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But that's why that scene would have played so well. Is right, because right, you get right. To see those emotions. Right, and every time Jared Leto's arguing with somebody in his own team, there could have been more emotion there instead of just making him look like the toughest, strongest one. That I would have liked to have seen that too. That is a good point. Like the scene where they're fighting, and I hate to bring up this movie, but like, remember in Kill Bill when. Uh, the woman Lucy Liu becomes like the head of the place, and the guy's all pissed off. Uh, vaguely. What? And he cuts his head off. When she runs up, sec- she jumps on the table, runs over, and beheads him. Yeah, like that scene right there was basically one scene, but this entire movie was that one scene. You know what I mean? And it had more emotion in that five minute scene than this whole movie had does that make sense yep yeah i i don't remember that scene so i gotta rewatch it jeez have you ever seen a movie i've seen kill bill i've probably seen both episodes of kill bill once oh wow yeah you did that i enjoyed them you know i just didn't watch them again 
it was just you saw more range of emotion in that one scene. Like that was basically what this whole movie's about. I think Lucy Liu is an underrated actress. Yeah, she was awesome in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> and Elementary. Oh God. So what's your perfect movie, guys? Goodfellas, Kill Bill Two. Oh God, no. That's but it does not relate to this. It's to be like an accuser, or, or like a fish out of water joins a gang type movie. Ninja Turtles Two. No, there'd be three. That's the one where they go to Japan. Oh, yeah, they are in Japan in that one. And they really do accentuate how beautiful Japan was in the feudal times. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... Honestly, um, I, I'm going to go off the rails with mine, and I'd say Godfather because that's a period piece mob movie. And I don't know if I want it to be like that, but I want. I wish they would have taken more cues to bring me into the time the era and godfather the one or godfather two one godfather okay two. i then mine then and i might have even said this is a perfect movie before but mine is gonna be blood and blood out yeah bound by honor because it's the same thing you have a guy you have the white quote-unquote white guy who wants to be the vatos locos but he's too white he's gonna prove himself he's gonna work his ass off and by the end of the movie, he's their leader. Like they're like, "Oh, you you worked your ass off. You had to prove this, and you're you're the one doing all the shit for us now." When everyone else gave up, you had more heart and cared more than the people who didn't have to earn it as much as you. Yeah, I like that. That, that is a good I, movie. I do. I do agree that, or I don't know if you're even saying this, really, Anthony. But I feel like we don't. We just. I don't see Jared Leto do enough in this movie to prove that he's worthy of the respect. That he gets at the end. Exactly. I see. Him, I will I say, see him do like three, maybe four things that would earn respect, uh, but not enough to like get that level. And well, all these, as all these other guys who are lifetime members. Yes. yes. But, I agree with you. What you're saying, Sarah, I don't think it's that we don't see him do stuff. We don't see him get like disrespected enough. You know what I mean? Like, to get, you know what I mean? There's no struggle. It's like, He's there and they welcome him. And the the bad guys call him a white guy. And every once in a while, like, oh, whatever, white guy. But there's never a point where they're like, make him feel that he's not wanted or, you know what I mean? Really, really, really has to prove himself, whether with violence or anything else. You know what I mean? I think uh, I had a point and I lost it. No, you're good. You guys go ahead. So is this your perfect movie then, Ray? Uh, no, I was going to say, um, some other white savior movie, like, uh, Last Samurai or something. What was the one where Matt Damon was a... a Great Wall. Oh, I never saw that one. That looks really bad. Maybe Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about Dangerous Minds? You ever see that? Coolio? Yeah, but that's like a teacher. That's a, you know... It's a white savior movie. Yeah, but there's a shit ton of those in the eighties. That was the nineties. The principal, remember? I know, but I'm saying the eighties. There was a shit ton of those. Oh yeah, right. That's what I was gonna say. Fuck, which one? Not the principal. I love the principal though. Yeah, that might the principal maybe. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. The so, principal is so good. That is Jim Belushi at his best. 
But it's a white savior movie, I guess. If that's I guess that's the genre I'm looking at. As far as the Yakuza gangster movies, I don't know many. We have Showdown in Little Tokyo. There's Black- the one. Um, there's the Black Rain. I, I actually have never seen Black Rain. Oh, that's a good one, man. Rising Sun. Oh yeah, Rising Sun. With um, Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, and um, Ray Dong. No, uh, the girl, Wayne's World girl. It's about autoerotic asphyxiation. As all good Yakuza movies are. <laughs> I don't even know if the Yakuza is in that movie. It's just like Corporation. It was the Yakuza. We all know it. We all Die know hard. behind this mask. It's the Yakuza. Nakatomi Towers. Well, fuck, what the fuck one was I thinking of earlier? Another one from the 80s. I don't know. I'm lost. I'm lost, guys. What, China? China Girls. You ever see that movie? China Girls? No. Gleaming the Cube. Was that the Yakuza? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a White Savior movie? And that's the guy from Scarface. The uh, cop. Yeah. And Christian Slater's the white savior. He is. Even though his family's white and there's just the one guy. No, his his family's not. Oh, yeah, that's right. They they adopted a Chinese. I thought he was adopted. Yeah, they adopted. He's not adopted. His brother's adopted. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So, Tony Hawk and Mike Vallely are the white saviors in that movie. Pizza Hut is the real savior of that movie. <laughs> in Tony Hawk's truck. Yeah. Remember that kid? Really? Were, that was pretty cool. Demon the cube. <laughs> Skate it out. Skate it out. <clears throat> oh, yeah. What's the uh, the Brandon Lee Dolph Lundgren movie? That's Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh, yeah. That movie's great. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. Is that the one you've been talking about this whole time? Yeah. Look at me. I'm the <laughs> <laughs> I like how much how that's how much I care about it. That's a great movie. Oh, the crow. Yeah. The crow was the one I was thinking. He's of. a real white savior. Where the guy fucks his sister. What? He's half Chinese. Yep. But he comes back. I don't. I know you can tell by his last name. He comes back in whiteface though. <laughs> Man, I'm just drunk enough for this episode to make sense. <laughs> what was another good one? Uh, Romeo Must Die. I never saw that one. Oh, with Jet Li? Yeah, it wasn't good. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I was just lying. It wasn't good. DMX. What about Rumble? Gleaming the cube. What about Rumble in the Bronx? That was a good one. Rumblefish? <laughs> Which one? Rumblefish. Rumblestiltskin? <laughs> the leprechaun. What about Rumble in the Shell's High School Reunion? <laughs> really, though? Is there another Rumble movie? Yeah. Um, Rumble in, oh, he said Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, there's got to be another Rumble in the Bronx. Um, what about Rumble? 
Great balls of rumble. Are you doing that on purpose, dude? <laughs> what about... <laughs> oh, I love that. I, uh, I see that one, too. It's my favorite. It was, uh, it was called... Uh, <laughs> It started, uh, that, 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 and, then he, and when he did the thing with the thing, he was in that one scene where he, uh, it, what? Going through a tunnel, going through a tunnel. <laughs> hey, I can't, I can't hear you. I'm going to be late for work. <laughs> I, I got no reception here. Are you, are you calling me from a pay phone, a cell phone? Wrong number, wrong number, prank call. Wrong number, wrong number. <laughs> Back to the Future. That's my favorite White Savior movie. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, is that a White? Everybody's White. Yeah. The guy who played my favorite guy in this was in Thor. Oh yeah. As the as the Asian guy who dies. <laughs> That's bullshit. That's bullshit too. They fucked his character out of a whole fucking storyline. Yeah, but he had to, so we could do this. <laughs> Oh man, he's an awesome actor. That guy was great. Um, <laughs> I love that guy. That guy's going in on my top five. Top five what? Yakuza's? Top five actors of all time. What about John Wick? That was Yakuza's, right? John Wick is, uh, he fights Russians. Oh. Uh, and then he fights like supernatural people. It's so dumb. It gets John so dumb Wick. so fast. Yeah, in the, in the sequels. I saw part two and three. Who's Supernatural? I think you're thinking the main Yeah, they, the whole scene gets, the whole shit gets crazier and crazier like they have magic. Oh, yeah, they don't really have magic. Because it's bullshit. All right, well, guys. Keanu Reeves is only, is half white. He's part Japanese. So we got, we got Rumble the movie. Rumble uh, the movie? Wait, what's that? Hold on, I thought another one. Ready to rumble. Ready to rumble. With uh, Courtney Cox's brother. Yeah. There's one She's called like... Rumble in Hong Kong. <laughs> There's actually uh, several movies called go. Rumble. There is Ready to Rumble. That was from Rumble 2000. Fish. School Rumble. What? Crumble. Ready to Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, my favorite Transformers movie, Rumblebee. Yeah, I get. I keep seeing Rumblebee and Tumbleweeds in my Rumble search on IMDb. Oh, all my favorite westerns have Rumbleweeds. Rumble Boy. Rumble, rump. There's so many Rumbles. Rumble strips. Ooh. I like that. Uh, that that anarcho pop band. Uh, Rumba Rumba Chumba Wumba. <laughs> Hot Rod Rumble. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to Jared Leto. <laughs> Rumba Wumba. What was it? Yeah, Rumba Wumba. Rumba Chumba Wumba. Oh, man. Dunkachino. Rumba Chino. <laughs> Rumba Chino. <laughs> I'm fucking dying here. Rumble Chino. Rumble Chino. 
just, Ray, just when I thought you couldn't be unfunnier, you go and say <laughs> something like that and totally, totally redeem myself. Rumbochino. They bring me back <laughs> with the hazelnut. <laughs> What's my name? Rumbochino. I think it's safe to say this podcast is strictly for us now. Yeah. We don't need fans. I think it's safe to say this episode's over. Yeah, yeah, this episode's over now. Oh, you want to rumble about it? Why don't you guys say goodbye? Get 10 of your best guys, and I'll get 10 of my best guys, and we'll have a big old rumble. What, you guys don't want to lube up first? (laughs) Queers. This is good. So five stars, Jared Leto in uh, Blade, Blade Runner 2049. All right, this is Tony G getting at <laughs> Good night, everybody. What, what, what's Tony G doing? Getting out of here. I'm getting going out of here. Rumbling <laughs> down onto the creek. Rumblers, let's get rumbling. <laughs> Rumblers, come out and play Cause I'm a rumbling man. If you rumble, then you're gonna rumble all day. Welcome to the rumble, baby. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> die. Worst episode ever. Yeah. Welcome back to <laughs> Rumble What They Should Have Done. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> that guy. On this rumbling thing. Remember that guy? <laughs> Because you kept cutting out or forced or pretending to cut out. You'd be like, Remember Rick Moranis? Uh, he was Betty Ru- or uh, Barney Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> and after um, that, fa- uh, the what was her name? Ricky Lake? No, Rosie O'Donnell was <laughs> Rumble Rumble. Oh, she was Betty Rumble. Wilma! Bam, 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 Rumble. We need to stop oh, now, guys. All right, I'm oh, done. More rumble than me. I didn't eat anything today, and I had a glass of wine. Oh, that'll do it. That's it. That's it. I didn't eat all day. I, so tried, I was too busy I watching this movie. Time. I'm sorry. Well, you know, you keep cutting out, bro. Rumble? Okay. Let's say our goodbyes. Let's end this. All right. Please. Goodbye. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. All right. Yeah, we're done. Fuck this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this. Hey, that was great. Yeah, that's what I, yo, it's all for the, you leave it on the stage, bro. My favorite Jackie Chan movie, Rumble in My Pants. <laughs> the Jungle. Rumble in the Jungle. That was a big mo- moment in history. It was. I know. That's why I said it. It's when Muhammad Ali fought Superman, remember? <laughs> Stumble when I mumble. That's my dad's autobiography. You know what I always say. Float <laughs> like a butterfly, rumble like a bee. <laughs>
Sting like mosquitoes, rumble like you've got AIDS. <laughs> All right, good luck heading to this one, Tony. That's how it's going to start. With the rumble with the AIDS? Rumble like you got AIDS. Boop, 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 boop. Welcome to the internet's best show ever. <laughs> we, we're going to start complaining about a white savior and end on rumble like you got AIDS. Hey, what's with AIDS? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> You've been listening to What They Should Have Done. What They Should Have Done. Raymond Strife, Sarah Casey, Tony G. These people are fabulous. I know them very well, and I'll tell you what, they're going to make podcasting great again. And cut! <laughs>